Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and they combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, welcome to another rendition of Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. This is season three. I'm Christian Brindle. He's Glenn Shelton. And um, we're here to talk about insurance. Although I feel like we haven't had tacos very much recently. You know, we haven't. Um, my <laughs> new diet consists of our unofficial 2022 sponsor, Red Bull. Gives you wings. <laughs> guys, uh, here's a little hack. If you're trying to figure out how to get more hours out of the day, you stop eating and you replace your meals with Red Bull. <laughs> if you do that, you'll probably outsell most of your other agents that, that you're competing with. So Red Bull, insurance professionals, preferred beverage. <laughs> I've heard it gives you wings. And so I thought I'd just try it out, see what goes on, you know, but um Hey, really fast. So while we're on said topic, before we jump into today's topic at Taco Tuesday, um, hope everyone's having a great Tuesday, but um, how are we going to tie tacos into Six Figure Summit, which is coming up this summer? Because it has to happen. There has to be some sort of tie to talk. Do you have I any think, ideas? I mean, I mean, I, I thought that you were going to come out with some kind of taco cannon and, and, and blast the audience in the face. The first couple of rows. What if, what if we, okay, hear me out. I bet we could find suits that have tacos on them. Oh God. What no. if we wore taco suits for one of the days of the summer? Oh my gosh. That would be <laughs> legend. Now I'm going to have to look. You know what we could do? And this is just an idea. Okay. But what maybe what we could do is on Thursday. So everybody's going to fly in Thursday. I don't know if you made oh, the, the night before the night before. Well, well, we have a welcome party the night before. That's just the, that's the thing at, at, in the night, in the evening time. But I don't know if you've already made your travel arrangements, but like I have if you, not. If you I fly in not. earlier in the day, okay, we could do a live in-person Taco Tuesday yes. at the hotel because me and my staff will be there to greet everybody and check everybody in and everything like that. And then like, we could just have a bunch of tacos just out in the lobby for people. Dude, okay. Do you remember do you remember when Trump was president and there was that picture of like he had McDonald's? I don't know if it was like <laughs> who he was having, but he just had I was kind of jealous when I saw it. I was like, wow. I'm like, he literally has 10 things of every <laughs> item from McDonald's. What if we did that with Taco Bell? It's like people are walking in, they're checking in. We're live streaming people checking in for the event and part of their check-in is we have like a thousand dollars worth of taco bell just dude it, just it, feasting, it, it, it definitely would be in the budget for the event 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think there's a that, lot of got that, got that sponsorship money, bro. Let's go. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Okay. I think, that was- I, th- I think there's a lot of different things we can do, but I agree. I think there, I think we a hundred percent need to figure out a way to do something. I, I love the live episode idea though. I really do. Yeah. Um, we just got to find a what time period and when we're going to do it because like, so Friday and Saturday, and I don't want this episode to just turn into summit episode, but, right. um, so I'll be quick with it, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Friday and Saturday, we're going to have speakers from 9am to 6pm. Cause we have to fit 18 speakers in, right. in two days. Right. And, and that's with an hour lunch in between, um, on both days. So right. that makes sense. I mean, we could, we could always try to do something after the event one of the days um we're still trying to figure out activities for friday and saturday i mean thursday night we'll have the welcome party and that's going to be like ridiculous it's like it's a nice venue there's a stage there's going to be music open bar like it's going to be sick okay so 2 a.m tony will be there thursday night 2 a.m tony will probably be there the whole weekend (laughs) (laughs) yes yes that's what i'm here for I mean, I, I've never been to a conference where 2 a.m. Tony was not present. And it was more like 5 a.m. Tony, you know, like. Love it. <laughs> especially Love at 8%. It. He was he was like everywhere at 8%. Like me, me and Andrew Lee went up to the roof one of the nights, you know, of the Statler, which is awesome. They had like this big open bar yeah. pool, everything like on the roof. And it's like probably 1.30 in the morning. We just came from Eric shooting content with Eric Fierro and we walk back over to Statler. I go back up there and there's Tony and he's lit up. He sees us and he's like, you know, <laughs> shout out to Tony Merwin. Yeah. I mean, just the best, that the, is mo- awesome. the, the person you want at your conference. That's, that's secretly why we asked him to be the MC because we, we had to have him there. Okay. Taco Tuesday troops. You just heard, you just heard it first here live. That conversation just happened for the first time. There will most likely be a live episode that gets recorded of Taco Tuesday, either before, during, or after the conference. Stay tuned. We'll hit you with those details. Today's topic, you guys, I want to jump into it. We don't have a ton of time and there's a lot to talk about. Um, Free leads, free clients, zero marketing dollars. How do you do it? right? How, how can you get a client, someone who's buying insurance from you, right? How can you do that without spending any money? That's what we're talking about today. And I'm yeah. scared because this, this could personally hurt me, Christian. If this episode <laughs> blew up, if this became our biggest episode and everyone's like, don't buy leads, don't go to lead heroes. Just listen <laughs> to Glenn talk about how to do it for free. Glenn <laughs> talk about it for free. Don't pay Glenn. We'll put this video <laughs> on the front page of Lead Heroes website. <laughs> so don't buy I, leads. I, I want to start off a disclaimer. Yes. This video does not mean don't buy leads. Okay. Right? Like let's 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 just get that out of the way. You need to spend money on your business. Your business is going to have a ceiling. If everything you're doing is ground and pound, um, right. it's, it's only so scalable. If you can even make the argument that it is scalable. Um, I am a hundred percent of the belief. And you said it, you said it perfectly better than I ever could, you know, before we even went live on here, but you know, the, the most successful agencies are doing a bit of everything, right. They're not just right. doing one thing. And so leads a hundred percent should be a, a big part of your marketing attack. Now, now that being said, though, I do believe that we, we're, we're in a time period right now that two years ago, 
when COVID kind of came onto the scene and shutdowns were happening, people didn't yeah. want to go leave their house. Like, you know, it was just a weird time. You had the people that didn't transition into phone sales had incredibly difficult years. And a lot of people were put out of business. Um, it, it just is what it hundred percent is what it is. And buying leads, especially, you know, the type of leads that lead heroes does. I mean, we did a lot of lead heroes business that year and it was incredibly profitable for us. Um, cause it just went so perfectly together, right. With the telemarketing aspect of it. Um, I think that with a lot of different types of leads, you know, direct mail for sure. Um, Facebook ads, we're, what we're starting to see. And I think a lot of agents experience this this past AEP is the saturation of all of the marketing that's going on right now. Like if people were getting, three or four direct mail lead pieces of in a couple of days or a week, five years ago, they're probably getting 10 a day now from all of the different lead vendors that are out there in the space. I think there's more people running Facebook ads than ever. I think there's more, um, you know, um, ringless voicemails and robocalls hitting people's phones. And, and I think, so I think that you have to find a way to pivot and, you know, the, the pen, trends happen in our business, right? So, so the pendulum swings back and forth. You got to adjust with it. One of my favorite books of all time is Who Moved My Cheese? Um, if any of you guys haven't read that book, Great book. definitely ties into this, this topic um, that I'm talking about. But so what we're talking about today is how to actually get business and ingratiate yourself in your community Ooh, and build, re- build referral partners. And I've, I've been reading the dictionary, by the way. Wow. I, you got me. I like preparing to catch him as well. He's preparing for summit, you guys. He wants to look super smart. He's just tearing through that dictionary, getting that <laughs> vocab up. I love it. But but like, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about is somebody that's a real expert at yes. lead generation. Um, what do you feel like are some tactics that people can use to kind of get out there, ground and pound, not, maybe not necessarily cold calling, but how they can kind of generate their own business and add that layer to their business yeah. if they, maybe they don't have the finances right up front. Absolutely. And you guys, you know, I mentioned this in the last episode we recorded. I've t- I guarantee you I've talked about it on here multiple times. But, you know, as much as I am a marketer and I own a marketing company and my primary source of income and revenue is lead generation and people buying leads, buying marketing from me, my background is from cold marketing, cold door knocking, right? So, my, my background is generating, I got started generating leads with zero money spent. Like that was my background. I did that for over a year, cold door knocking, going door to door. Got Like most of you listening to this or watching this, and, and honestly, sometimes I forget, but like most of you will never and have never done this, Okay. Um, but I want you to really think about this for a second. What I did for, for over a year, you know, I'm walking up to a random door on the street. I'm knocking on someone's house. Knock, knock, knock. They answer the door. They're looking at me like, who the frick is this guy? Like, who is this guy knocking on? And I am pitching a sales. I'm, I'm selling now at the time. This was before insurance. I'm selling home <coughs> security systems. Okay. But that's literally, and I was selling, I was successfully converting sales. Hey guys, you know, I'm just here in your neighborhood today. You know, we've heard that there's been break-ins in the area. And so we're actually giving out a free alarm system. The equipment's totally free. We can only give out five of these 
in the neighborhood. It's, it's part of the promotional offer. And then we've got to go somewhere else. Um, do you have a minute? Can I come in? Can I talk to you a little bit more about this? I'm wiping my freaking feet on the mat. I'm getting in the door, you guys. So cool door knocking is just one example of, of how you can do this. I'm also going to take this a step further. I'm going to plug our website at Lead Heroes. I have a, a list. It's a blog article. 111 ideas to generate your own leads for free. That's wow. on Lead Heroes. 111 ideas on how you can generate leads for free. So there's so many ways. And that's why I was mentioning, like we could talk for probably five hours about this because there's that, there is so many ways that you can do this. You don't have to spend money. If you're new, if you're a new agent, if you're just getting started, maybe you're transitioning from one agency, you're becoming independent. You don't have to pay anybody. You, you can do this for free. It's not fun. And a lot of times you're converting your time you're taking all of your time to do this, right? So like from an efficiency standpoint, I wouldn't say it's the most efficient way to generate business. But that being said, there's a ton of agents and agency owners who have referral systems, who have these methods of getting clients without actually spending money. So um, that was kind of a long-winded answer to, to the topic. But Christian, is there any you want to kind of go back and forth? Like you want to discuss maybe a strategy? Like I just talked about cold door knocking. You know, I know you talked about cold calling. That's how you got started. I mean, we could probably just go back and forth here and talk about some different strategies that people can utilize to generate clients. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, both of us have had tremendous success with cold door knocking. I mean, you, you more than me than actually door knocking. I did some of that, but that was never really my strong suit. My strong suit was picking up the phone and calling people and kind of yeah. being able to generate a conversation from nothing. Um, that's what I got really good at through time and kind of putting in those reps. But um, I think one thing that a lot of people are, not, are I, I think this is realistic to say, I think there's very few people that want to go through that. I really do. I think it's some no. of the most hardcore, you know, um, super, super high rejection aspects of business. Not You always have to go through rejection in business. There's no other way around it, but it's just, it's grueling and it's not for everybody. I think everybody that's done it can probably, you know, attest to that for both. You're going to learn. You're going to learn a lot about yourself really quick. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to learn. You're going to learn a lot uh, in oh, a very short amount of time. If you one, choose, choose. One, one thing that I've, I've, I've noticed the last year or so, probably since COVID has started to kind of lift up a little bit more people are starting to go out. There's just not the same level of paranoia as maybe there used to be. There's sure, I'm sure there is for some people, but um, is people that build an entire business on the back of doing three things in their community. And by doing these three things in their community, this actually works especially well if you're in a local area. I just talked to an agent yesterday that is in a town of 5,000 people. And there's really nobody doing Medicare in her town. And I'm like, I'm like, girl, I'm like, you can do, you can get in here and you can be the person. Right. And like, you can absolutely right. like just crush it. Um, yep. <clears throat> and so essentially what I would say with that would be the three things that, that you can do is number one, you can, you can network with other insurance professionals, but not just other insurance professionals, other businesses in the area. Like if you're in a small town where everybody knows everybody, a great person that comes to mind that's done this very successfully is Rebecca Davis. Um, everybody in her town knows her. 
She's known as the go-to person for that, for, for Medicare. She gets a ton of referrals. We've done this maybe to a smaller extent. I, I don't know exactly how many referrals right. she gets, but we've done this too in our area, you know, to where tons of people in the area, you know, financial planners, PNC agents, other businesses, do they just, they just know us as, you know, the, Christian's the guy, his office is the first place you want to work with. Um, <clears throat> so that's the first thing you can do. The second thing you can do is, you know, if, if you can really get a real grasp hold on events, right, you're doing seminars, events, things like that, the restrictions and the rules and the compliance of that all has been dramatically lightened the last couple of years, which makes it a little bit easier to actually run them consistently. If you're doing like educational events and you're really just, you know, putting yourself out there, let you have a heart to serve and you're, you know, educate your community, people are going to want to do business with you. And, and you don't have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of events to make them profitable. I mean, if you really want to scale them, you got to pump some money into them, but um, you can spend a very small amount, you know, go to a library and get a free meeting room in a library. I've actually found that seniors are probably less threatened to go to a library than they are your office because your office is probably a more intimidating place. The library is is the public library, you know, Um, and that's free. You can reserve that meeting space. And so, um, Yeah, I mean, you're never going to have the same turnout as you would at a Golden Corral, but I mean, if you can get five, six people in the room on a very low budget and you're able to get two or two clients out of that, that's a good day's work. Um, <clears throat> so that's number two. Number three, I would say, is work with, you know, different kinds of, you know, senior living places. 55 and up communities are probably better than assisted living and offer to do like events for them, do bingo. Um, I've talked about this before, but like if you can do some kind of creative fun activity for the residents and just have it be sponsored by your company and be like, hey, I just wanted to start this off. I let you know my name's Christian. I specialize in Medicare health plans. I, I know everything there is to know about Medicare. We're, we're, we're holding this activity today just so you can have some fun on our dime. We're happy to do it for you. Um, but if you'd like to talk to me, let's let's talk afterward, you know, that kind of thing, like just. And then don't talk about it again. You'd be amazed at the people that will come and talk to you. Um, And, you know, I talked about doing rock painting events. Another thing you can do is like, that's a good one. I mean, that's one I learned from a a Humana broker manager when I was living in Tampa and it was wildly successful for him. It worked well for us. Yeah. Um, So there's so many different things you can do um, to ingratiate yourself in the community, but that is more of get that sweat equity. But I know people that have done this built out referral networks, done all these things that I'm saying, and they'll have a book of business of 500 clients, 800 clients, a thousand clients, and they've never picked up the phone. They've never called a lead before. Um, they don't know how to do it. Now, I, I think you should work leads in your business. I think that you want to be a well-versed agency that can do mul- many different things and have business coming in in multiple different channels. But, um, especially when you're at the beginning, I think that's a real good thing right now. Cause I think people are tired of phone calls. They're tired of TV commercials. They just want to talk to somebody that's real. Yep. Um, I was going to, you kind of stole mine. So one, I was going to talk about <laughs> I'm it. I'm like, you're the worst. No. Uh, one of them I was going to talk about is senior centers. I personally, as an agent, never really got into senior centers. Um, but I know many agents who've done extremely well getting into senior centers I remember even talking to one agent. I don't think this agent ever executed, but he had this idea where he was going to basically like 
have a road. He, he basically had like all of the senior centers, like within this, you know, couple hour radius of the office that he was in. Okay. His independent agent. And his idea was basically to have like a weekly idea and almost hit like every, every single senior center within a week and almost exclusively target senior centers. Um, so, you know, your mileage may vary. Also, it's one of those things where I feel like with the senior center, like maybe it's not very hot in your community. Maybe people aren't really utilizing it, but I know for a fact there are certain community communities where the senior center is like prime. Like you can go in there and you can sell everybody. So, um, you know, Christian already kind of talked about the seminar aspect of it, but um, you know, another one, so I'm going to kind of hit on two really fast. One is you, you build a website. Now, if you have a website, obviously there might be some cost involved in that website, but essentially that's like a business card for, for your business, for your agency. So, you know, you can get organic traffic to go through that website. Once you have it, there's really cheap ways of getting started. You can even do it yourself and do it for pennies on the dollar to set up a really basic website out the gate. So um, once you have that website, you can share it on social media. You can share it with friends and family. You can share it with, you know, acquaintances, networking events, et cetera. And then people can find you. They can fill out, you know, a lead form on your website and that whole sales process can start. So, um, organ you know, utilizing social media organically, you know, just posting on social media, sharing your information on social media. You know, it might seem... Um, I guess kind of sometimes it's kind of cringy to me when I see an agent where it's like, if you need help with Medicare, and like that's their Facebook. And I'm just like, I'm like, okay, listen, that's fine. But like, please, please, God, tell me that you're not banking on this one post. I guess that's in my head. That's what when I see that I'm like, like, is this agent like posting today thinking maybe I'll generate business today? And they're like, you know, Facebook and like praying because it, it should be part of a bigger a bigger plan. It shouldn't be that you're posting on Facebook and hoping the leads just start rolling it, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I think, you know, that's really good. I mean, I think the kind of piggyback on what you're talking about with the website, Yeah. <clears throat> this is probably more of a long-term play, but like some people say, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, you know, it's going to cost me a fortune to get ranked on Google, right. Or, or to have any business come in through my SEO or anything like that but it doesn't have to. Um, if you build out, this comes back to what we've talked about before. This is probably a multi-year play. So it's not, you don't want to bank on it, but it's something that you can kind of work on in the background of your business and kind of, it can, I mean, it's, it's, it's created a whole arm of our business, if you will. Like it's become a huge thing about what we do. Um, and that's through like having a content marketing strategy that ties in with your website. Right. So like if you set up a Google My Business page, completely free for your business, um, Google is going to favor local businesses when people are searching in the area over national businesses. So if there is a e-health, let's say, yep. are they going to outrank me? Well, that, they probably will because they're probably spending $50 million or whatever, but like $100 million, whatever, but like, <laughs> but there, it doesn't mean they're not going to swoop up all of the local traffic from me. Right. Um, traffic is going to get to me. I mean, we, we've, we've kind of gotten to a place now um, that essentially what we're looking at is 
we have people that call our office every single week now because they found our website online and they were just right. browsing like the, and the way we've been able to do that. And I'm, I don't want to go into too much detail because I'd, I'd love to create a course and charge you guys all tons of money for it. But, <laughs> um, but we, you know, we've, we've done some blogging on our website. We strategically will make a YouTube video with the concept of, we're also going to make a blog about it. We're going to put the YouTube videos on our website. Um, we want to put in, you know, like specific keywords in, in, in the, in, in the, you know, the meta tags on the website, things like that, you know, and once you get into, if you ever do, do any work yep. on your own website. I mean, it's probably easier to be honest, just to pay someone to do it for you as someone that's built your own website, all the hours I put into building my website to make it what it is today. I probably would have been much better off just paying someone 10 grand to do it, to be honest with you. Um, hundred percent. I've said I, those words to you before. Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I'm stubborn and I, I know I, I, I don't, I'd like to try to conserve money, but I'm learning that that's, you know, I need to spend money to create more time for myself. Yeah, spend money to create time. hundred percent. But, but maybe if you don't even have the, 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 the budget, let's say to pay someone to do the website, this is what you can do. Right. Um, you, Google loves when you put your own branded YouTube content on your site, it loves okay. it because Google owns YouTube. Right. So if, if people are going onto your website and they're watching YouTube videos from your website, it's helping Google in the long run. So it's going to favor your website just a little bit from that perspective. And then you, you, you attach your website with your Google, my business page. And, um, you know, every time you get a new client, you should be trying to get them to leave you a good review on your Google, my business page. And like, there's just so many little things you can do over time. Um, you, you know, you have your YouTube channel go by the same name as your website name. Like it is all ties together. It's almost like a, a, a tree, your website's the foundation and all the other things are just branches that kind of tie into it. And just by doing that consistently over some time, you'll have people that will find you locally that are looking for Medicare agents in XYZ town um, or Medicare help or Medicare supplement in this town or whatever the case might be. Um, and that's really all that, I mean, and that's not all that we've done, but that's kind of the consent. That's like the basics of what we've been able to do. Um, and it's worked very well for us. It just takes time. Huge believer in SEO. Leadheroes.com gets thousands and thousands of organic searches that hit our website every single month. Um, and, and niching down into something really specific like final expense and Medicare is much harder to rank for um, compared to doing something locally. Because that's the thing is like, I, you know, to give you a little peek behind the scenes on this SEO conversation. Cause I do love SEO. Just like Christian was talking about. If I'm trying to rank nationally because my audience is national, it's much harder to rank, even though I am in a very niche. So you do, niche. you do rank though. Well, I do. Right. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, that's <laughs> I've spent, but I've spent an incredible amount of time in my, just like Christian was saying, I mean, Christian's essentially done the same thing. I spent an incredible amount of time and money to be first page ranking for keywords for Medicare and final expense leads on lead heroes. But the, the point I'm trying to make is local SEO is significantly easier to rank. And there's, because there's not as much um, competitors typically. If, if you are a Medicare agency and you're just trying to hit your local community and you wanna be the first one that comes up in your community when someone searches, that is much, much, much easier to do. <laughs> 
than to try to nationally, if you're trying to nationally rank on Medicare, good luck. <laughs> right. Godspeed. Exactly. Godspeed to you because you're competing yeah. with monsters out there. But right. it, it can be done. It, it, national SEO can be done really fast. Another one that I want to discuss that I think is overlooked all the time and, and has a lot of value is newsletters. I love newsletters. Um, on the free side, you can do an email newsletter. There is no cost to send an email newsletter, except, you know, if you have an email service provider that might charge you pennies on the dollar. But again, you can send thousands and thousands of emails. These can go to prospective clients. These can go to people who are already your clients. Um, I've seen some that are really well done. I've seen some newsletters that do bring in business. They can be about different, you know, uh, products, services, right? So maybe you sold all these people meds up. And you want to try to sell them cancer policies. So you, you have a newsletter that goes out. You know, this is going to do so many different things. It can introduce, you know, a new policy line to your clients, which can bring in revenue. It's reminding your clients that you're there, that you're alive, so they can refer people to you. You can ask for referrals in that newsletter. There, there's a million reasons why I think newsletters can be really successful. So you can also send them physically in the mail. Obviously, there's going to be more of a cost associated with that versus sending a virtual one. I think you could potentially do both, maybe even copy the content back and forth. Um, but that's one that I think gets overlooked quite a bit that I really like um, would be doing like a monthly newsletter or a quarterly newsletter, um, sending that out to a list of people that you have their info on. I think that's really big. And um, I like that. I think that's yeah. a really great strategy. Um, there, there's so many things that you can do to get business um, in our industry. And like Glenn said earlier, we could talk about it for hours of on end, um, but all good things must come to an end, my friends. Um, right. Mr. Shelton, final words on this topic. Um, two things, kind of my final words on how to get clients for free, how, how to generate free leads. One, uh, again, leadheroes.com on our blog, 111 it's a, it's really a guide 111. I'm, I'm, I'm on it right now. I want to read the exact title of the blog article to you. So that way you know, which one I'm talking about, how to generate, how to get free insurance leads with 111 free lead generation ideas. So, you know, we have a huge list on our website that you can find if you want to read more about this. Um, number two is, you know, I've talked about this on taco Tuesday before is I actually got the Captive Mutual of Omaha Marketing Guide. Uh, it's a, it was a big, thick guide. I've looked for it before. I don't know if I still have it, unfortunately, but it's a big, big, thick guide like that big about how Mutual of Omaha's captive agents were to market themselves. And they, I thought it was pretty good because there were several different funnels, essentially, that, 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 they, that they recommended. There was paid leads or paid advertising, referrals, you know, your warm market, um, events, you know, I, I would love to get my hands on it again. So I could really show you guys or go into more detail about it. But the, the point is, you know, their recommendation, Mutual of Omaha, one of the biggest insurance companies in, in the U S in the senior market, you know, their recommendation to their agents is have multiple things going. Don't just bet everything on, on one horse, you know? So that's my final thoughts, you guys. I hope Christian and I have helped with ideas on how you can get free leads or free clients without spending money on marketing. Christian, final thoughts, good sir. 
Yeah, um, I will, you know, I, I will be brief, you know, um, but, you know, just to kind of piggyback on kind of what if some, some of what Glenn was talking about, I think there, there's a lot of different ways to get business if you're creative. I think the main thing I would tell you guys is there isn't one necessarily cookie cutter thing that's going to explode your business. You know, everything, everything is effective in limited capacity. Um, but when you put a bunch of things together, that is, they're all working a little bit in their own way. Um, and you have just a little bit of a drip on that one method and you, and you, you put together these different, you know, pipelines that are bringing in business it for lack of a better word, eventually, you know, it's going to, you know, you have enough drips and it turns into like, you're just getting guzzled. It's going to guzzle all over you, you know, and, um, Ah. and, and so, you know, it's, and so I think, um, one thing you guys need to understand is I think creativity is going to be your very best friend. You want to think of things that other people aren't doing. I think just doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, it's probably been beaten to hell, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, so you got to try to th- come up with something that's fresh, that's new, that is very much you. And I think that should be your focus when it comes to ingratiating yourself, my, my new word of the day, in yeah. your community. Um, and really kind of be trying to become your local Medicare or life insurance, whatever you're trying to do, celebrity. Um, that should be your focus is being, being like the guy or the gal, you know, in, in the area, you know, like that's who you need to talk to. You need to talk to Johnny, you know, or, you know, Sally or whatever the case might be. Um, just use your imagination, you know, like go, you know, have yourself a Disney moment and, you know, and use your imagination, get a little creative. And I found for me, the best things that I've done for my business are, are when I'm trying to do things that other people haven't done. Like my podcast is a great example of that. Um, you know, there, there's not a lot of people that was making podcasts when we did it. Um, I haven't made an episode in it from it since November. We, we got three calls this week from the podcast. Um, so it's, Boom. it's, it's something that another idea start a freaking podcast. Oh, <laughs> you, know? you should start. Podcasts. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think just, just try to be creative and, and try to think of, you know, unique things that are going to um, help you stand out. So those are my final words. I love it. Taco Tuesday army. If you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that you can find a podcast, please give us a review. Let us know what you think about today's episode about season three about Taco Tuesday in general. We'd love to hear from you. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit that like button, um, turn on notifications. So that way when we do publish that new episode, typically every single Tuesday, um, you'll be notified right away. We appreciate you guys. Stay tuned. We've got more episodes coming.